The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGM Radio, episode number 334, officially one more than one-third of the way to episode number 1,000 uh, at this point. I am Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation, and you know what time it is. Oh, yes. Wrong crowd. Beer company. Today, I have the Abominator, which is a Doppelbeck, and it is delicious i actually ran out of my wrong crowd beer stash that they gave uh to each of us you and i brandon when we visited their brewery in westchester pa and i actually should have a lot more but Kristen roach of roach realtors mm. drank all of oh, it oh wow i had been trying to save it so that like i had a beer for each podcast episode for a while but she drank all of it so i actually had to pick some up uh and i went to uh Beer Peddlers, I think it was called, uh, in South Philly uh, on my way home from training camp today. And uh, I asked him, like, where's the wrong crowd beer? Mm-hmm. And he was like, that stuff is awesome. Nice. <laughs> I swear I'm not making any of this up. It was like this hippie looking dude. And uh, he said it's uh, it's it's popular in their store. And uh, he he personally likes it quite a bit. I asked him which one was his favorite. And this was the one that he named, the Abominator. So I said, all right. You're the man. You know better than me. And I actually already had an Abominator on one of the shows before, and I did think it was good. Seven point seven alcohol by percent alcohol by volume. Uh, but yeah, you can find them in Westchester. Stop into their brewery, have a couple beers, eat some food. Wrongcrowdbeer.com uh, if you want to order online. And also, like if if they don't have it where you get your beer, ask them right. to get it in there. So that you can get it from there. Uh, but yeah, Wrong Crowd Beer Company, big fans of them as people and the beer that they produce. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that as far as Gump would say. Eagles training camp day six, Jimmy. It was some really nice weather in terms of not hot because it was overcast and favorable temperatures. There's a little bit of a light drizzle towards the end of practice. Mm-hmm. It was the longest practice, I think, potentially, of the Nick Sirianni era. It was almost like towards two hours, not quite two hours, about like, I don't know, an mm-hmm. hour 50, whatever. But point being, it was a longer practice than normal. 
and a lot of action to get to from today's session. I'll start us off. This is Jalen Hurts' worst day of training camp. I know you said that yesterday, but I thought yeah. he did not really like. I, I thought he looked okay on Thursday. But he still wasn't bad. Yeah, <laughs> but I think he. I had yeah. a lot of bad notes today, more than I realized when I look back and I and I put them all in my okay. post on BleedingGreenNation.com. He did have good moments. I'm not going to say it was literally all bad, but I think the bad out, out, whereas the good is weighed the bad by far overall in training camp so far for Jalen Hurts. Today, I thought the bad kind of outweighed the good for him. And there were some issues in terms of holding on to the ball for too long, which, you know, happens with him. He did that thing in seven on seven, which I hate, which I brought up a lot last year where he would like run multiple times. It's seven on seven and the red zone, like take a shot at some point. I guess you could say, well, then you'd be criticizing him if he threw an interception. I mean, I don't know that I would, as much as I like to kind of see him test things out with his arm a little bit more than just run on seven on seven when there's no point of doing that. Um, I guess really the big highlight was Dick Sirianni <laughs> yelling at Jalen Hurts <laughs> during a yeah. Eagles two-minute drill situation where um, Jalen Hurts took off running in the middle of the field. He slid down. First of all, he was short of the marker, so that's not good. You know, you have to get. Well, I think that there was he was supposed to be oh, short okay. of the marker because they want that was part of the, the that was part of the gotcha. plan of that play because they wanted to run the field goal unit onto the field in sort of a um, rushed like beat the clock mm-hmm. kind of um, you know kind okay. of scenario. So like that, that part not the problem, but the big problem is that he didn't hand the ball to the ref, which you should do to as the Dallas Cowboys know from a couple of years. Yeah, ago. it was they were essentially simulating sort of the same type play. Mm-hmm as the infamous Dak play at the end yep. of the Cowboys 49ers playoff game that ended in hilarious, Don't. hilarious, not this past, not this past yeah. year, not the Zeke snap, but the year before yeah. where they Dak ran it slid mm-hmm. and then they ran out of time before they spiked it. But this was even different than that. Cause it wasn't a spike situation. Yeah. It was a, you know, he's trying to run for a first down, doesn't get there. Mm-hmm. And now it's fourth down. They got to run the field goal unit yeah. out, out onto the field. But get the ball to the ref because then you're saving time in terms of them or helping them be able to spot it as quickly as they possibly can, as opposed to, you know, giving it to your center like Dak did or whatever. And then the ref having to get it from them. And every second counts when you're in a situation like that and you're trying to rush the field goal, uh, you're trying to get the field goal team onto the field. So um, Nick Sirianni did not like that and certainly – chewed out Jalen Hurts a little bit or, you know, gave him the business, if you will, a little bit. Oh, yeah, he chewed him out. From yeah, a, that was, it was a legit chewing. From afar. Um, I've heard such read that Hurts fired back a little bit. Did you notice that? <laughs> he did. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> he did fire I was, back. I couldn't hear that part. I did. We're not allowed to quote what yes. they what these guys say on the. We can't quote them, but yeah, it was it was spicy. Okay, I'll say. But I will say, you know, Hertz ultimately, you know, was doing push ups on the sideline, and he, I, the the body language that I saw from him was he was frustrated with himself. He didn't. He he knew. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And I also think that's kind of a culmination too of having not the best practice. You know what I mean? Like if if he was having like a lights out kind of sharp practice, like he was a couple of days ago. You know, I, I almost wonder if Sirianni gets on him to the same degree that he would. I think it was in part, I could be wrong here. I'm guessing, I'm editorializing that, you know, part of it was like a culmination of not having a good practice. So, you know, he's especially like leaning into him being like, come on, trying to get on him a little bit. I fully expect Hurts to look good the next time he comes out when Eagles practice in front of fans at the link on Sunday night. I think he'll take this to heart and kind of, you know, respond and fire back. And that's what you want to see out of him. But I just didn't think this was a good session from him. And he threw his first interception in practice. Now, in the context, you know, there was what, like 16 seconds or whatever in this two-minute drill. 
he throws a ball. He's trying to force it to Dallas Goddard to get out of bounds along the sideline and no timeouts to work with. But still, it was a bad throw right to Darius Slay for a pick. And uh, yeah, so overall, I just I thought it was a bad day for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, on the Sirianni, you know, Hurts, I don't want to sound like Jack Del Rio here, but mm. dust up. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's all love, you know, like it. Sir, and Sirianni has been a stickler this entire camp mm-hmm. for situational awareness. And he's been killing players throughout camp. Like, and nobody is immune. It's, it's great for him to, you know, kind of go after the face of the franchise, the leader of the team, mm-hmm. sort of like the most now, like the most recognizable player on the team at this point. Um, it's equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. You go after, you know, if you're going to go after the the third string undrafted rookie free agent, then you got to you treat the starting quarterback the same way when he makes a mistake. And that's what he did. And um, Jalen Hurts, as you mentioned, like he did the push-ups on the side. Mm-hmm. He a little little moment of like quiet reflection for a few minutes. Yep. And then he was like, he did his push-ups mm-hmm. but on his own. Like they, nobody told him yep. to do push-ups. He just did his push-ups. Like, okay, this is my penance. I'll do my push-ups. I messed up. It's fine. You know, it's like, you know, uh, do you watch the show The Bear? I've not like seen the, that the yet. Chicago. So, the, you know, they're all yelling at each other when they're in the heat of the moment, cooking up the dishes, you know. So, like, they all love each other. And it's all love with the with the Eagles. Good vibes all around. Still, it's nothing to nothing to make not, not, not to make too much of a you know a little back and forth right. between Syria. Yeah, I don't I don't think any of it was a it's problem. It's just it's football. I agree. Yeah, yeah there football. was no, there was no like oh this is a bad sign. No, not at all. I just think you know there are it's not always always sunshine and roses. There are some times where guys get frustrated. There's a heat of the moment situation. Coaches, players, yeah. and everything. So love it. Yeah, it's part of the deal. Good stuff and credit to Jalen Hurts. I give him a hundred. Give him so much credit for being able to take that hard coaching. Unlike Carson Wentz, clearly who could not. So um, he's the kid of a coach. Like yes. those guys, they experience that the, the entirety of their lives. So like it's nothing. It's he's he's heard worse. Is is the way I'll put that. And that's part of why I have confidence that he'll come out better next time because he'll take this criticism and everything to heart and he'll use it to make him sharper for the next time. That's my belief in him. On the interception, too, let's give credit to Darius Slay on that because he was sitting in his zone, uh, like kind of covering the flats, and he had eyes on Goddard, who was a little further down the field by the sideline. He baited Hertz into that throw, and when Hertz locked in on Goddard and was you know throwing, he made a break for it and actually made that interception look really easy, but he made a great, savvy play on that. You know, I think you and I both have concerns about the way he started off the 2022 season on fire, like first five, six games, he was great. And then last, you know, 10, you know, 11 games or so in the, in the regular season, not a lot of production there. Mm-hmm. I think really at the end of the season, uh, he gave up some plays playoffs. He wasn't great. So, you know, heading into 2023, he's kind of got something to prove. Uh, but today I thought, I thought that play that he made was a very savvy veteran quarterback move. And uh, he created a turnover as a result. What's your observation for today? Uh, so Tyler Steen, who, in my opinion, has lost the starting right guard job already, uh, mainly because Cam Jurgens has been good. Um, and Tyler Steen's, you know, he's a rookie, of course. And, you know, he's had some growing pains along the way here. He's been playing left tackle the past couple of days, in addition to right guard. So he's gotten reps at both spots. He looks good. At <laughs> left tackle, yeah. like he, you know, I'm. I think I mentioned on during the last podcast, like he had a pancake on uh, Nolan Smith, who you know had an inside move on a pass rush. He recovered, put him on the ground on a running play. He just dominated Nolan Smith, like pushed him from the hash marks out to the numbers. Today, 
Um, I have three. I, I saw three plays that he made that were nice. Early in practice, early in, excuse me, early in practice. Uh, again, playing left tackle, just pancaked uh, Contavious Street, put him right to the ground. He's a finisher. Like when he feels like he can dominate a guy and he's winning the rep, he will keep going until that guy's on the ground. Uh, so we saw some of that today. And then you know, soon after, Josh Sweat jumped off sides. Steen, you know, jumped, you know, put, pushed him or whatever, got the neutral zone infraction. Not a big deal, but earlier in camp, he failed to do that and got chewed out by Nick Sirianni for not taking the neutral zone, the free neutral zone infraction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a little learning experience for him. And then uh, in a red zone period, r- this time at right guard, had a really good physical block on Jalen Carter, just totally owned Jalen Carter on that rep. So, you know, he's not going to be the starting right guard, presumably, but he does have positional versatility. He, you know, he's going to keep playing guard throughout the throughout the remainder of camp. I, I imagine they're going to keep giving him reps mm-hmm. there. And Jeff Stoutland even Jeff Stoutland uh, spoke uh, to reporters after practice. And one of the things he said is like, if you're a back, it wasn't talking about Steen specifically here, but he said, if you're a backup, you better have versatility, or you're not going to be one of the eight guys active on game day. So they're going to want Steen to be able to play tackle and guard. But at left tackle, he's looked really good. And I I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but for I think he's the best backup left tackle on I the agree. team and could very well be the first guy off the bench if, say, Jordan Mailata went down. I totally agree with that. Um, I think they need to be open to that because I don't think Jack Driscoll has really looked great whenever he's had to play at left tackle. I think he's more suited probably for you know right guard or maybe mm-hmm. even a right tackle situation. Honestly, I think guard better than tackle for Jack Driscoll. But yeah, um, yeah, and and Dennis Kelly has like so much experience. The the bulk of his snaps have come playing at right tackle over his career. So I think you can kind of have a setup where it's like last year, whereas in years past, the Eagles have had a designated swing tackle who kind of plays both at left tackle or right tackle, like the first mm-hmm. guy off the bench, either spot a tackle. Last year, because Andre Dillard can only play left tackle, they have him at left tackle. And they had, I guess, Jack Driscoll, Driscoll. Yeah. Uh, typically a right tackle um, as the top backup guy behind Lane. So, yeah, I think in this situation, early on, Steen is showing a lot of promise at left tackle. Certainly looks better there than he has at guard. I thought he had another rep today where he totally just shut down Kyron Johnson, who, you know, isn't like this amazing player in terms of track record. But multi- we've noted multiple times here that I think Kyron Johnson has had some good rushes in camp. So for him to do that and make it look easy, I thought that was a nice rep as well, in addition to what you had mentioned. And then honestly, um, there was that one rep that happened right in front of us where he didn't like block anyone specifically other than like a quarterback oh, towards well, the other right the when play. he got out on the edge. But yeah, just yeah, looking yeah. at him like move in open space, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, that guy can like get out in space and like do some damage. Like he, yeah. he looks really natural and good doing that. And it shouldn't be a shock that he's more acquitted to playing left tackle when he just did that at Alabama at a very high level. There's obviously a comfort level there where he's newer to playing guard. He doesn't have that full the same kind of experience playing guard especially because once upon a time he was playing on the defensive line right for Tennessee so like you know he's he's made a lot of different transitions along the way here but yeah I agree he's he's definitely showing some upside at tackle and I I would have him as the number two behind um Jordan Mailata right now whereas Dennis Kelly I would have as the number I would, I would have him as the top right tackle yeah, I mean, he was protecting the blind side of the of the guy that got picked number number one overall in the draft yep. this this year. So, like he's he's had a he's 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 played a, a position of extremely high importance in in college, and um, 
Yeah, I think he's. I think he can play. I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to end up being a good pick for them. No matter you know, it's well over time. I guess we'll figure out where he fits best. Mm-hmm. They moved him to guard because he doesn't have long arms. So like, I don't know if that's a, a disqualifier for him uh, long term at, at tackle. I don't. I don't know that it should be. Um, but yeah, I mean, over time we'll, we'll see where he ultimately lands. But I think at a minimum he's a good football player. I agree with that. Uh, my next observation, we'll just go to some injury stuff here. The big news was that Patrick Johnson, who was just singing his praises and gave him an MVP point yeah. on Thursday's podcast, went down in practice. He was rolling around the gra- the ground in pain after an 11-on-11 rep. Saw him punch the ground at one point. He's holding his leg. Seemed pretty not great. Typically, when players get carted off, it's not a good thing. Recent reporting from both Jeff McLean, um, he was first to say the injury isn't considered serious. And then I saw John Clark chime in that it's not a knee injury, it's a lower leg injury. So that sounds positive hmm. on Patrick Johnson. You know, ostensibly, he's still going to miss some kind of time. Yeah, I wonder here. what that means. Does that mean calf? I don't he was, know. He was grabbing at it. He was clearly grabbing at his knee. It was like the inside of his knee that he was grabbing at. So, yeah, I wonder what that could be. We'll see. It seems like, you know, he's going to miss some kind of time because he needs to be carted off. It's not like he's back the next day totally fine, I would guess. But uh, certainly that his season doesn't appear to be over. That's a positive development. It does sound like there is some further testing that has to be done, too. So we'll see. But um, that's really good to know. The worst case scenario, again, seemingly avoided because he was having a good camp and kind of like a sneaky important player in the terms of, that's Hassan Reddick's top backup. Like if Reddick goes down, like that's a guy mm-hmm. who's going to be playing a significant role. So um, definitely want to have him around elsewhere. Uh, Nicobe Dean, who is listed with an ankle injury and James Bradbury listed with a groin injury. Both did not practice. They are listed as day to day in Bradbury's case. Not really too worried about that. He's clearly established himself as a player. He'll be fine. You give him time off. It's not a big deal. I don't think it's insignificant that Nicobe Dean, like kind of like I said on Thursday, is missing practice time when there's only so many practices because they don't practice a ton. And you have a player going from year one to year two, taking on this bigger role, not only in terms of like physically and playing more, but also mentally and being like the signal caller for the defense and not having the full time to really get all that down. I'm not saying you press the panic button, it's all over for him, but like this is not, I think this is not good. This is not a good development. This is an unideal development for Nicobe Dean to be missing time as he um, gets more comfortable calling the plays. And then also the other players kind of know what it looks like to get his calls and everything. So that doesn't seem ideal to me. Uh, everything else on the injury report is still pretty static. Um, are you concerned at all? Am I making too much out of Nicobe Dean being hurt and missing time? I mean, the point that you make where they have a very low number. They're up to 13 now, by the way. They added a practice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When? Tuesday. Tuesday. So we didn't have, we weren't going to be there on Tuesday. When did they do, be like, there now? Where's that? Uh, where, they sent that an listed? email. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Email, I, I think. Um, I, think I could have asked you that it. offline, but I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was 12 practices and now they're up to 13. But mm. maybe maybe that's why they added a practice because Nicobe hey. Dean was out. <laughs> kidding of course uh yeah i mean you want him out there uh, as much as he can be i think you also want to be careful not to put him out there too early because he is important for like you know all the question marks that are surrounding him he's still mm-hmm. pretty clearly the top linebacker on the team they don't have much else so you want to make sure that he's right before you put him back out there and it wasn't and... like he was crushing it before he got hurt like <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he has. I, I don't think he's looked bad necessarily at at points, but uh, we, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen any plays made. Exactly. Well, that's we, that's like, my very, point. We, like TJ Edwards is making play after play after play during camp last year from Kaiser from day White, one until thing. day twenty or whatever it was. Kaiser White made a lot of plays, I and mean, even guys like Davion Taylor, Sean mm-hmm. Bradley were making plays. There are no linebackers making any plays in this camp at all. None. It's not forget like Nicobe Christian Dean. Ellis is the closest thing to it. Marcus Mariota threw a ball right to him on day one of like of of training camp, and he caught it. But other than that, like they really had, he's had some nice one on one one reps and like you know the mm-hmm. uh, the running back pass protection drills. Nicholas Morrow got in there for a sack, I think, one day. With you know, there there, there haven't been mm-hmm. like last year. Like I said, like there's three, four, you know, five, sometimes five, like really good plays from the linebackers per day, and we're just not seeing that this year. So yeah, I think that that position is a concern. And by the way, we should note too that like. Nolan Smith played linebacker, off-ball linebacker today for the second straight day. Um, Terrell Edmonds got some reps there, too. Prior to practice, uh, according to Brandon Lee Galton of Bleeding Green Nation, uh, Sean Desai said, you know, well, they were at, he was asked, like, why is, <laughs> is Nolan Smith getting some some uh, snaps at off-ball linebacker? And he said, you know, just get some guys rep at the, reps at different spots, testing out different combinations. <laughs> So yeah, okay. I, I I'm sure they are, but also a a, a better reason. Of course, Sean Desai isn't going to say this, of course, but the real reason why the Eagles don't have any depth at linebacker. Yeah. So I think they're smart to get Nolan Smith in there. But I also think the acquisition of an outside linebacker is is going to happen between now and the start of the season, and I'd call that something close to like a near lock to happen. Mm-hmm. But whether it's by trade or whether they sign a guy, I think it's probably more likely by trade because I think they need somebody good. I don't think they can just get a, a street guy in here. I think they get they need to get a guy that they that they feel can start because I don't think we've seen enough. And again, it's only been six practices, but we're almost halfway through the training camp practices, so mm-hmm. uh, I think they need another starter. I want to stop down on the Nolan Smith thing real quick because, again, I we talked about this yesterday, but it's not like they're playing him there exclusively, to be clear. It's not like, they're you know, he's an off-ball linebacker now. And when I did notice him at off-ball linebacker today, he was rushing the passer from there some of the time. So that's just, you know, yeah. a, another way to get him in, involved. You know, again, I don't think they're converting him by any means as they're just I think it makes sense. Like, so let's say they only keep three linebackers. Mm-hmm. You're going to need him to maybe be prepared to play there. If right. guys go down in game or something like that, because there's no sense in keeping more than, in my opinion, there's no sense in keeping more than three linebackers on this team as the well, roster is on, currently yeah, constructed. On the 90, yes. That are currently on the 90, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if they add a guy, then that changes things maybe. Mm-hmm. But linebackers, are concerning, it's a concerning spot, in my opinion. It is. I agree. And they're um, loaded. I mean, this team is awesome. But that one spot, and again, it's not as important a spot as, for almost any other position on the team, but, but it it, you don't it want is a concern. Nate Gary right? out there, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a that's that's we always talk about. Like there's a there's a bridge to to be to gap from like not valuing it, and then you know like it's okay. You don't value running back. You don't need to go out and sign someone to some ridiculous contract. You don't need to pay Miles Sanders necessarily, but you also can't have Josh Adams be your leading rusher. Like when you reach that point, like you've, <laughs> right. you've gone too far on the opposite end. Okay, uh, my turn. Mm-hmm. Let's go positive here. So 
three highlight reel catches today. Quez was first, uh, out jumped Avante Maddox for contested catch touchdown, uh, post corner route, uh, in, in red zone one on ones. Really nice catch. Devontae Smith sort of running toward the sideline and, uh, in the end zone. And when he sort of ran out of room, planted his two feet inbounds and sort of like fat was falling out of bounds while also making a catch. Great awareness, great catch. Dude is a sideline beast. Like he, the number of catches on the sideline that he's made the first two years of, of his career in the NFL. Yeah. Like that, I, I doubt there's a player in the NFL that's better. I was just going to ask you how many him. players are better at him than that? I don't think there are, I don't think there yeah. are any. I think, I think he's the guy. And Dallas Goddard, um, actually Dallas Goddard had two good catches, uh, right after the Quez catch in those one-on-ones, he high pointed a ball over Akili Ringo, I think it was, or no, 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 it was Eli Ricks. And then, uh, yes. later in practice in 11 on 11s, he reached back with his right arm off target, throw to him behind him, reached back, made a one handed yeah. catch. Really yeah, nice Yeah, His play. weight was going the other way. I like, was taking him the other way yeah. as he was catching that. That was pretty crazy. I mean the the trio of and AJ Brown didn't have any highlight reel catches today, but he but had like a half dozen just, catches at least. Just caught so the like, ball a lot. He was catching the ball like crazy today. The trio of AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, all playing at an extremely high level throughout this camp. And so has Jalen Hurts with the, yep. you know, I mean, couple like down days for him the last couple of days, but they're all playing great. And good things are ahead for this for the you know the Eagles passing attack. Yeah, a big reason why it's so like why you feel so confident about their outlook that this year is all that what you just mentioned. Like if if nothing else, that group is just so freaking good and so hard to stop that you put a lot of confidence into that. I agree. I also want to show some love to Olamide Zacchaeus, who I thought had one of like the sicker stop and go routes I've ever seen, maybe ever. Mm, but also I missed in that. This, okay. specifically in one on one, it was down the left sideline. Uh, in one-on-one and he was going up against Keeley who's definitely you know had some rookie moments and some struggles um still like it was just a nasty route I think like most players would have bit on that because it was just really sharp so uh shout out to him he did have another good catch in one-on-ones against Mario Goodrich he also had a drop at one point in practice and I think a couple in routes on air so that's not good but um Alameda did do some good things as well so there's that um, also, uh, Keely Ringo, who I just mentioned, <laughs> tackled the crap out of Tyree Cleveland on a deep pass, um, from Marcus Mariota late in practice. That was probably one of the more egregious oh, the penalties I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mean, yeah you yeah. disallowed the play. I guess yeah. that's better. That's, that's probably good, right? Like you don't want to give up the touchdown. I know it's not like good to get the penalty, but like, if you realize you're beat, still good like make him get it in from the one right don't just give yeah. up the touchdown like just do right. if you're gonna and if you're gonna interfere interfere like with them the crap out of them <laughs> like this i hate this in basketball when someone commits an n1 it's like the weakest foul it's like if you're gonna foul them make sure they don't <laughs> right. score the bucket like wrap them right. up anyway um so at least there was that and then um greg ward keeps showing up like such a it's like a weird thing. Like I, he doesn't make the roster, right? Like there is there is no. it really? Is He's he not going to make the roster, but Britton yeah. Covey is he going to beat out beat out Alamedes Kiss? Hard to see it, but like, I mean, he should probably be at least on someone's practice squad, if not the Eagles' practice squad, or someone's bottom of their roster, because like 
He's been making some plays down the field, too. Today, he beat someone who's going to probably potentially appear in the LVP section again. He beat Greedy down the right sideline, and Marcus Mariota had a throw to Greg Ward. So, um, really, on the whole, the receivers, this was like their kind of practice. They had a, they, all of them, pretty for the most part, had a good days. Greedy's been bad. I mean, there, there's really no way, other, there's no way around. He got dusted by Greg Ward, as you mentioned. He got beat by Cleveland uh, pretty badly in one-on-ones. Bad camp so far so for him. On on the Cleveland thing there, I actually thought he did a really good job of not falling for Cleveland's stop and go or double move, whatever you want to call uh-huh. it. Like he, he stayed with him. He didn't fall for that. And he was in phase, had a chance to make a play at the catch point, And then he just gets beat. And he's 6'2". Like, again, like this is a taller corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want them to be able to win those battles, and he just didn't. I don't think he's making the team. Uh Two obscure players that uh, I mean we don't so it's it's weird, funny because you know, we mentioned all the time we don't talk about like the star players that much and I guess we probably have a lot this year but once you can kind of get deep into camp you just don't talk about them anymore we don't really talk about like the really bottom of the roster guys often mm-hmm. either but there are two guys that I think have like kind of shown something Julian Good Jones wow who has been like he was an undrafted guy like like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. with the Eagles and then he's bounced around. I think he's played in the, the CFL maybe, but he's Fran been, Duffy. Know, he's... I, I remember sitting on the, the bleachers. I think this is during the COVID year and Fran liked him a lot in that when he was a rookie, I think when they signed him in 2020. Okay. Yeah. He's had a bunch of good reps in one-on-one. He's an offensive lineman to be clear. A bunch of good reps in uh, one-on-ones earlier in camp and they have, uh, I think this is a reward. They've kind of <laughs> given him some looks at center. Make so him like the backup he, center. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can't be well, worse than behind, like, behind um, you know, Jurgens, obviously. I'm saying yeah, the yeah, second yeah. team. Make him the, the second, second team, team center, center right now. Yeah, where he's not wrecking plays because yeah. he can't snap. Which so, Toth did again uh, he, today. He sh- he's shown something so far. So, I mean, still a long shot to make the roster, but, you know, maybe. Yeah. And then the other guy is Brady Russell, who is an undrafted rookie tight end. Yeah, you like him. I've consistently seen him, seen him get praise from tight ends coach Jason Michael. Really good block today in pass protection on Nolan Smith. Like when at like kind of like you remember the Howard Mudd days where like he wanted the offensive lineman to sort of attack at the snap as opposed to retreating and letting and letting the pass rushers come to him. Russell like attacked uh, Nolan Smith and r- really really good pass pro rep from him on that. I think he. Has shown something. We haven't seen him make a lot of catches, but when the balls come his way, he he catches it. Okay. So the, he's made the most of the opportunities he's gotten. He's going to get a lot of playing time in the in the preseason games. I think probably a practice squad guy. So you know, I think Calcaterra has had a good camp. Stole they seem to like him. Hasn't done a whole lot, but he's there. I mean, maybe he yeah. beat out Stole, but or if they keep four, you could go four deep. Although Tyree's still in the mix too. Yeah, interesting to see, I guess, who they keep at backup tight end. Um, I guess my last thing here as I go through my notes, I thought Rashad Penny had a really good run today. Yes, and I agree. I have that in my notes, too. A couple practices ago that I had brought up, that was to the left side. Today, it was on a toss play. And Did you see, because they, they had some kind of action to the left side on that. Did you see no, what happened there? I, I don't know not. if it was like some jet motion to that, because so, I don't know who else they would have faked a handoff to going to the left. I figured it had to have been a wide receiver. They don't have two backs in the backfield ever, but it was mm-hmm. a little move. It was a little like sort of uh, misdirection to the left, and they they flipped it out 
to mm-hmm. Penny. To the, I'm sorry, it was your note. You can go ahead. Well, <laughs> I just thought he it. looked like, you know, once you get him into space, I mean, he looks good. He's fast. You know, get him into yeah. space, he's taken off. Uh, I, I definitely think it's been interesting how they've been using him because he's not a guy. It's tough to read. So I think people are like, well, Swift is the top running back. And I, I agree, Swift has looked good, but like, you're not going to use a ton of reps on Rashad Penny. Because you don't want him to get hurt in training camp. You're trying to save him. So you're going to be judicious about how you split up his reps in training camp. And I think just because he hasn't dominated the playing time doesn't mean he's not like a serious factor in the running back conversation as a whole. And then the running back one conversation. I still think he's going to get a decent amount of work in certain spots. But it's also the argument, too. Like, it's always the, the thing where any any like you know shifty type of player is going to look better in these practices than sure. sort of like the, the especially a running yeah. back than like a power especially back Rashad Penny like, running through tackles yeah Jordan Howard looked horrible in camp every every Agree. year because he didn't... couldn't <laughs> it wasn't his game like he mm-hmm. he could run through he could run through arm tackles he could run through mm-hmm. you know he could like he always fell forward uh whenever he got tackled he was just that kind of hard-nosed running you know like power kind of runner mm-hmm. And at his core, that's what Penny is. But he's also got speed when he gets into the open field, too. So that makes him a little bit... He's almost kind of like a poor man's Derrick Henry. Is, 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 is <laughs> Seriously. like Because he can break tackles and he can run away from guys when he gets into the open field. Do you disagree with that? No, it's just funny. To, it's like that's it's very... <laughs> he, he's like a poor man's Derrick Henry who also gets hurt every year. Sure. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that we're gonna we're gonna see what Rashad Penny can do in real games more than we'll see it here. Because again, like DeAndre Swift for I really like the camp that DeAndre Swift has had. I agree. So I just think it's too early to call it. He's the running back yeah. he's, he's the top running back, no questions asked. I think that's too he's, premature. He's made a ton of catches. He looks explosive. When I did like my film review of him earlier this offseason. He does not break many tackles. And if, like, he runs into a guy, boom, like, if he runs into a linebacker, he's either going straight down or he's going backwards. Like, he does, he's not a guy that, like, falls forward. He's not going to break, not going to break a ton of tackles. He can make guys miss. Like, he can force miss. He can sort of, like, force miss tackles, I guess, is, is the way I'd put yes, it. Yes, absolutely. But, but he's not going to break a lot of tackles and he's more shifty and elusive and that kind of, and he runs, like, he runs with explosiveness. Like I said, if there's a hole, like, he'll hit it. There's no hesitation. But like with a guy like Penny, he's going to run through a lot more tackles than a guy like Swift will. So, you know, not a fair like apples to apples comparison between those two guys at this point in camp. Do you have anything else? I have one more quick thing. Uh, no, you can go ahead. Let it rip. Just uh, Josh Job. I thought he looked good. He's, you know, okay. first team cornerback right now with James Badbury down. And he had a really nice pass breakup on a Jalen Hurts throw to Devontae Smith in 11 on 11 red zone or seven on seven red zone, maybe in the red zone. Good breakup. And then Job got beat on that play that you talked about earlier, that really impressive Devontae Smith sideline. But Mm -hmm. like, I don't think he had bad coverage on that. He had good coverage and it took a a crazy catch by Devontae to make that play. I think (laughs) Job has looked pretty good. He, I think he looks like he belongs. He doesn't look like overmatched out there with the starters. So I think he's definitely making the team. And I think he's shown some nice potential. And that's what he did last year. And that's why he made the team as an undrafted rookie free agent. He showed some potential. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely buying Josh Job stock. Okay. I have no arguments with that. All righty. Well, before we go to break, Jimmy, let me tell you quickly about Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. You can go to RighteousFelon.com right now. This very instant, 
and well, do it after the podcast. It's a better time to do it unless you want to pause the podcast and come back to it. But rightsellin.com, the website is free to peruse, if you will, and you can fill up your cart with a bunch of great meat snacks and non-meat snacks. You can check out all the things they have to offer there at Right to Selling Craft Jerky. And at the end of the day, once you're ready to check out, use discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. If you're wondering, well, how good can these meat snacks be? Philadelphia Eagles, the team you ostensibly love very much, well, the players on the team eat them because they have a Righteous Felon craft jerky available at the Nova Care Complex fueling station right outside uh, the weight room where the players work out. So there's players right now, potentially in this very moment, at the Novacare Complex chowing down on some Righteous Selling Craft Jerky. It's good enough for them. It must be good enough for you too. RighteousSelling.com, discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. Do it today. Jimmy. Back after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on BGN Radio, where it is once again time for the Kristen Roach of Roach Realtor Daily Training Camp Awards. She really loves these awards. We do this for Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors, who, by the way, if you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a house, you can contact this phone number that Jimmy is about to give you. 856-906-9295. Or you can just go to roachrealtors.com. Jimmy, who is your MVP from day six? I'm going Steen. Okay, Steen I thought about it. today. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we uh, covered him in depth already. No need to go further on that, I don't think. I was between Devontae and Quez. Who do you okay. think I should give it to? Uh, we gave one to Quez already. That's what I mean. Devontae doesn't have one yet, so I feel kind of bad about that. And I did like that catch a lot. And he's at a great camp so far, so yeah. I think he's the guy. And he hasn't necessarily like been the top player on a day, but he's been just been so good overall that he almost deserves a point by uh, accumulation, I guess, by just the, his total body of work. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Devontae. Uh, and also, Devontae did some of his stuff in team drills. Quez did look good in one-on-ones, but I don't remember him doing a ton in team as much. So. Um, not to say that invalidates what he did one-on-one, but once upon a time, Jalen Rager was great in one-on-one drills and then did nothing ever in team drills. Let's go to our LVP of the day. Uh, who are you going to put down for that? <laughs> I hate to keep picking on him, but Greedy Williams. Yeah. It, it just doesn't, it, it, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it either. Um, 
again, going into training camp, I saw a lot of 53-man rosters out there from other beat reporters who had Greedy on there, and it's never really made sense to me from a numbers like crunch-wise. And as Job is rising here, Greedy Williams is falling, and that's not good for him. And he's on the outside looking in, so I think that's fair by you. I was between Greedy Williams and the other person. I'm going to have to give it to Jalen Hurts. Um, it was his worst day. I don't. I think it was a below average day. I think Thursday I kind of had more averages. Like I would give that a C grade. I think this was at least a C minus, maybe lower. I just I think it was not a good day for him. But again, I'm not really worried about him. He'll bounce back. But I do have to ding him for today. PFF had Greedy Williams down for seven receptions allowed last year for 134 yards and two touchdowns on eight targets. (laughs) How many snaps did he play? (laughs) It's like a hundred something. Not good. So uh, it's an opposing passer rating of 158.3, which is the highest it can be. Perfect. And passer rating. I cut up all those targets during the offseason. Eight. It didn't take me that long. This is an easy one to do. And it's worse than those numbers would suggest. Like, it's bad. <laughs> so, like, I yeah. kind of came into training camp expecting him to not be good. And, you know, I probably shouldn't do that, but... He is he has not been good. He's just not been good through the first six practices. Dishonorable mention here to Brett Toth, who had a snap so bad today that it literally ruined a rep. Like it was wide of Mariota <laughs> in the gun. Mariota had to see like, Mariota kind of do like a head like like if you could if you could do a head version of like an eye roll. He did that after that snap. Again, they got to get him out of there. It's just not <laughs> like what are we what are we building towards here? It doesn't. It's not getting better. And I don't. It's just. And also, I think he might have more potential at guard. Or tackle where they could, in yeah. theory, they like they could use that more. They're not like totally settled at guard and tackle on the depth units. Like get him in there, see what he can do at those spots. And as you said, maybe get a Julian Good Jones who does have center experience, put him in there, yep. second team, see what he can do. But uh, GJG, not, not to be confused with CJGJ or or no uh, J JGJ. Yeah, is yeah, not to be confused with JG Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, or CJGJ. Yes. Play of the day, I'm going to go with the Devontae Smith toe-tapping catch Good in choice. the front left corner. I mean, that was just – I mean, that's – it's so easy to take for granted because he's so good that it's like, oh, yeah, of course Devontae makes that catch. And I said to you during practice, I was like um, – I said something like, you give him the benefit of the doubt. And you're like, oh, no, that's a catch. And I was like, oh, no, I know that's a catch. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if it even looks yeah. close in any of those situations – Oh, that's right. You were standing right behind me for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. have to assume it is a catch and then be proven otherwise. Which is why it's crazy that they didn't give him the catch in the Super Bowl, especially. I'm going to go Goddard uh, with his one-handed reach back and grab it. One-handed catch. He's been a stud that, throughout camp. That, the, all three, like great. I said, all three. Brown, Goddard, Devontae, they've all been awesome. Yep. Not so much anyone behind them other than oh, Greg Ward's had some moments, as I mentioned. Joseph, Joseph Gatta has been good for uh, an undrafted rookie for you. He, he's really the only one from like the total no name guys who I think I, I've actually liked Charleston Rambo a little bit enough to keep like okay. I'll keep Charleston Rambo in the practice squad. He's my guy anyway, but I think he's done enough to like warrant yeah a practice squad spot. Tariq Cleveland actually had some good moments in theory today. Like he he got open and then they missed that. He had a good one on one rep. Um, Ian Book I'll mention briefly here. I don't think he's not winning the third quarterback job. No, he's just not. His his arm no. is so weak. I'm he surprised we haven't. Today. Has he gotten an LVP yet? 
No, but I don't think so. But it's it's coming for him. I think he's, he's gonna, been bad. <laughs> I think he's gonna stink it up. He doesn't get enough season. reps to. He doesn't get enough reps to get picked on. I guess. Yes, and I I'm I think he's gonna stink it up in the preseason and watch him prove me wrong. And if he did, good for him. But I think his his arm strength just isn't there. Like I've seen yeah. it on multiple throws where it's just the ball just dies. He should have been picked off by Sidney Brown today. I think Sidney Brown missed time that jump a little bit. But basically, it was like a fair catch back there. And uh, yeah, not impressed with him. I think McKee hasn't like flashed a ton, hasn't been super flashy. I don't even think he's pushed the ball downfield much, but he looks solid. He doesn't look disastrous. It looks like he kind of knows he he might know what he's doing. And I would bet on his developmental potential. I think he has. He's got an arm. He's got no mobility. He's got nothing in terms of escapability, but he can throw. I think he's been mostly accurate from what I've I seen agree. so far. Again, not a lot of reps. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to see a a ton of mm-hmm. Tanner McKee and Ian Book in the preseason games. More than we ever yes. bargained for. I'm interested <laughs> to we, see. We really Tanner haven't seen McKee. much of him in practice so far. Uh although it's tough. I think the receivers he has to work with too. It's just not there isn't a whole <laughs> lot going there other than Ingata. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts by you, Jimmy? Yeah. So uh I mentioned the kitten before that. Uh, Kristen Roach Roach Trailers brought in from uh, Peril on the outside world. I think it, he was only like four. His name is RJ, by the way, not to be confused with RJ Ooh. Ochoa. He is um, from the mixtape blog or not blog. Blog. Podcast. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> podcast. Excuse me. Um, yeah. So we took it. Oh, let me grab him. He's sleeping. Jimmy probably. is reaching back to grab RJ, the cat. The kitten. There he is. He's holding we, him up. Can we can we get a meow? Can we get to one? To the screen slash to the microphone. He's such a can tiny we get one, little buddy? guy. Can He's we get a meow? Cutest little kitten. He was kind of squeaking earlier when Jimmy was trying to make sure um, RJ was not positioned underneath his rolly chair so that Jimmy did not roll on him. Yeah. It's, RJ is Ron Jr. By the way, I named him after my uh, brother-in-law. Uh, who loves righteous fellow and craft jerky? Yes. Uh, but <laughs> but anyway, he uh, RJ. We took him in, and at some point he's going to go to a shelter because they can kind of do background checks on people that right. we don't have the capability of doing. But ultimately, like we can, uh, you know, if anyone wants to adopt this kitten and he's awesome, mm-hmm. uh, let me email me Jimmy at phillyvoice dot com. Uh, or Jimmy Kemsky. Nah, let's just keep it at Jimmy at phillyvoice.com. <laughs> Jimmy at phillyvoice.com. Email me there. And uh, I will uh, make sure that you're, you know, at the top of the list. If you want to adopt this little guy, whenever well, he's not ready to go yet. Like right. he probably has to be about six, seven, eight weeks old. I think something like that. Um, but yeah, he's an awesome little kitten runs around. He meows as kittens are known to do. <laughs> That is very true. cute cat though very cute cat maybe i'll post a picture of him at some point my final thought is one of my final notes in my training camp observations on bleedinggreennation.com which by the way i feel like it's easy for us jimmy to take for granted that we do different things for different audiences and that they all just read and see like they all read all the tweets they all see all the blog posts they all see all the podcast so if you haven't checked out the online written components for the podcast go to phillyvoice.com for jimmy's notes and bleedinggreennation.com for my notes there's stuff in there that you don't necessarily hear on the podcast or more context or whatever anyway 
Uh, there's also a picture, Jimmy, of me standing next to my good friend Ryan Philippi, uh, who is a big <laughs> Oh, I, fan. I meant to mention him, yeah. <laughs> and uh, shout out yeah. to you for spotting him there. And I, I, I went up, I went up, I was, I believe I was the first beat writer to go up and nice and, uh, and talk to him. Uh, I feigned, I feigned like I was going to grab a water in the oh, tent. Wow. And I, I did grab a water, but right. I, was, I pretended like on the way back out, I was like, very casual. Oh, oh are you Ryan Philippi? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And I go, oh, I'm Jimmy Kemsky. And he shook his hand. I actually was holding the water in my hand oh, that nice. I shook his hand with. Great. So I gave him Consider a, a weirdo. A, I gave him a cold, wet handshake, and I said, I'm sorry, Ryan Philippi, for giving you a cold, wet handshake. <laughs> he's a nice guy. He goes, I'm sure he's okay with And he it. goes, it's cool. It's cool. But yeah, I, I talked. To, uh, I couldn't have talked to him for more than 15 seconds. So it was just okay. like, hi, are you Ryan Philippi? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Jimmy Kempsky. Sorry, I just shook your hand with my cold, wet hand. All right. Uh, see you. Anyway, enjoy the day. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> it wasn't unlike, you know, I always make this reference in Dumb and Dumber where Jim Carrey comes out of the 7-Eleven. He's like, hey, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> but yeah, I, had, I, I, I I made friends with Ryan Phillippe today. And you really made friends with you and Elliot actually well, both got pictures with him. We've been uh, we've been Twitter friends for a while, <laughs> going back to like the Super Bowl in 2017, like tweeting yeah. at each other. So uh, shout out to Ryan. I mean, I want to give him credit here. There's like these, you know, Eagles, quote unquote, fans or like super fans who are like you know these famous people who like their personality a little bit is they like the eagles or whatever but i think some of those some some of those people sometimes like don't you know like they like to wear an eagle shirt or whatever but yeah. they don't necessarily like know what's happening they're not the diehards the yeah and look i'm not trying to gatekeep fandom i'm a believer in that like you know <laughs> everyone can fan in their own way i totally respect yeah. that but i just don't like if you have one of those people who tries to like do a little bit more of a put on and like they pretends to be a bigger fan than yes. they actually. If you're doing that, then that's not okay. It's okay to be casual if you want to call it that. If you acknowledge that, but if you're like trying to act like you're di- and Ryan is not like that. Like, but and it first of all showing up to training camp like that's you know that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Not all these people are just showing up to training camp. And also like I was talking to him for a while, like good like notes on the roster, and he was asking me questions about stuff. We were talking about like like the running backs and how everyone's looking. So um, cool stuff from Ryan <laughs> Philippi, who by the way, one time I looked up some old tweets from exchanges we had. He actually did call me quote unquote cool one time. So if you <laughs> if anyone is ever going to try to say that I'm not cool, um, Ryan Philippi called me cool. So I mean, take it up with him. Yeah. Also, um, I tried not to do we'll, dirty. Well, we'll, like, it's weird because, we'll, like, we'll run in, like, you, you, I don't often, you know, we, we don't really, this is a rare occasion where we actually talk to somebody. Sure. But, like, one time in Chicago, I think, actually, you know what, it was it was after the double dunk game. Wow. We're down, we're down in, like, the bowels of the stadium, like, by the locker rooms and stuff. And I look over and I go, like, Elliot was standing next to me. I go, Elliot, is it? Is that Ashton Kutcher right there? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And Ashton Kutcher was ruined because wow. he's a Bears fan and he just saw the double doink happen. Uh, he looked very sad. But uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, another one there in Indianapolis last year, we're walking through the bowels of the stadium. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and John Cougar Mellencamp is walking mm. the other way. And that, and so right good. after he walked by, that's from McLean said. So McLean goes, hurt. he didn't say it to him. He goes, hurt so good. And I said, that's the only time where that's actually funny. That <laughs> yeah. hurts so good. So the low, the only, the, you took, you, you thought of it 
and you didn't say it when it was the only possible time that hurts, quote unquote, right. hurts so good is actually a funny thing to say. That's <laughs> a great singer yeah, against he's, him. He's a Colts. He's a huge right. Colts fan too, and like very good friend of like Jim Irsay. It'd have been very funny to say hurts so good to him. <sighs> missed, missed a big opportunity there. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to say about Ryan is uh, there's a picture of me and him, and I, I wanted to make it clear that I was not doing him dirty because uh, I'm six foot nine. For those who don't know. And it's not like he's just super short. So I promised him I would include that. <laughs> it was very nice of you. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I saw Elliot take a pic. I saw him take a picture with mm-hmm. him. He was torn whether he was going to ask him to take a picture with him or not. Wow. And then I walk as I was walking by, I saw him taking a picture and I texted him like SMH. Well, look, like- <laughs> I, I, then, like, so I wanna... well, I, I only thought it was funny because he was, de- he was, yes. he was really debating whether to ask him to take a picture with him or not. And then I guess he, and I thought I, it, in, you know, after having that conversation, it was funny to me to see him take the picture with him. But I, you know what? I felt like I did him a solid because I didn't send that text right away. Mm. I waited like a minute and then I sent it. So that like whoever was taking that picture didn't see like my text pop up and say like <laughs> SMH with the smile with the laughy emoji as it was happening. Uh, yeah, and shout out to his son too. Also very nice. Um, uh, oh, is that his son? Who, who's okay, with Ryan. Yeah, who was hanging out with Ryan? Yeah, um, they had gone. I was talking to them. They had gone to the Super Bowl together. But one last thing, as a bigger topic, I don't love always you know like bothering people. Let me take a picture with you. Like I, I feel tough because I want to you know. Number one, I don't want to draw people over to them and, like, you know, have them right, be annoyed. Right, oh, right. famous person. And also, two, like, I don't know. I just don't want to, like, you know, take time out of their day and, like, interrupt them or whatever, you know, because I don't know. It just feels like they could be in a moment where they're just, like, you know, they're think they're not having a good day or they're thinking, like, they're deep in their own thought. I don't want to, like, you know, annoy them or slow them down or bother them. But I had the relationship with Ryan, so I felt comfortable doing it. And also, to ESP's credit, Ryan had mentioned that he was keeping he was he he'd been following the stats, the training camp stats. That's that's the level. Yeah, no, he's which, a legit fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the, the level to which we, he was following. He has has been following it with. So, uh, shout out to Ryan. I don't know if he listens to the pod as much as he follows along on Twitter, but if this does get to him, um, cool. And if not, well, see him next time. All right, Jimmy. One other thing. Well, sorry, what? one more Ryan Phillippe thing. When I went in and I said I, I wasn't even certain it was him. So like I had yes. to say, are you, you Ryan Phillippe? Too. Yeah. And and before I went in, I was I was, you know, out on the field with uh my Philly Voice coworkers, Seamus Clancy and Evan Macy, and we were debating whether it was him or not. So then like uh, you know, I said hi and I, I like I just said I shook his hand, whatever. Short conversation went back. So I'm walking back toward uh Evan and Seamus and I'm like, You can't look because it's gonna look like I'm talking about him. But yeah, it was him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Ryan Phillippe. It was really him. Nice. But don't look because I'm gonna look, look like a nerd if it, <laughs> <laughs> you can't look. You gotta you can't look for at least 15, 20 seconds because it'll look like I'm talking about him. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the not like of I'm very keenly aware, I feel like, of that when you're talking about someone, especially or you're like you're trying to point someone out in a restaurant. I'm like, I'm always I always do like a hey, I'm gonna point to my left, but look to the right right now. Like look, look where the opposite direction of where I'm pointing. Look at that person. Do you see him over there? So <laughs> that's great. Big fan of that. Uh, I think yeah. that's a good one. All right, Jimmy. This has been a punchy. Uh, you know, it's, it's Friday. It's Friday evening. It's, it's after five o'clock at this point. Um, there was a longer practice today, as we mentioned. So getting the pot out a little bit later. Sorry about that. But setting the stage for what we have moving forward. Eagles are off for all intents and purposes. It's a walk through close to the media on Saturday. 
and then they will have their open training camp practice. They're one and only at the Lincoln at the Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday night. Again, I don't have any problem promoting that when all the proceeds go to the Eagles Autism Foundation. There and it's only ten buck tickets, and I feel like again, ten bucks, yeah. Come on. If you aren't able to afford a game, this is a you know a nice next alternative. So give it a try. Get your tickets. Go out and see the Eagles practice. Um, go out and see them practice, and then like all the things we've been saying are wrong. It's like Greedy Williams has a great practice. And then <laughs> right, Hertz looks really good after coming off like a bad practice, or you know whatever. And then you're like, oh, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. So, um, go do that if not for just for that, and that could be fun. Uh, and then also, we thank you for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Check out all of our sponsors. That is Wrong Crowd Beer Company. You can go to Wrong Crowd Beer. 21 plus, please be twenty at least 21 years old if you're going to drink. Uh, you can check out Right to Sell and Craft Jerky, righttosellin.com. Just got code BGN20 for 20% off your order. And then Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com is the person you want to contact if you're looking to buy, sell, rent a house, or look for a realtor that she might not be in your area so she can help you find someone else. And in order to do that, you can go to the website I mentioned, or you can call or text this phone number. 856-906-9295. So we will not be doing a podcast on Sunday night because that'll be really late after practice. We will save that for Monday morning. So look for the Eagles training camp uh, at the link practice recap podcast on Monday at some point. And we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, everybody. P-G-N.